Hi family, welcome to the PIWC Accra podcast, where we are inspired, challenged and equipped to possess our spheres of influence with principles and values from the word of God, preached and taught powerfully by anointed and seasoned men and women of God. We believe strongly that this word will bless your life, so do not keep it to yourself, share it with someone you know needs to hear it. On today's episode of the podcast, we are certain that you'd be blessed even as you receive the ministration of God's word with open hearts. Now family, let's get into the word of God. Jesus Christ, so who then is the light of the world? Who is the light of the world? Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Let's have a few highlights before we enter into the core of the sermon. I plead that you follow the word of God. It's got power to heal. The hand of the Lord will be stretched powerfully. Distress will be affected and now you'll be released onto better things. In the name of Jesus a few highlights, then we move on. All that darkness fears is light. Did you hear that? There is something darkness fears, and it is called light. In fact, wherever there is light, darkness is shaking. Darkness is disturbed. Darkness is in despair because it has no roots to stand against light. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 4 to 5. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. You know what that means? Darkness could not stand against it. Immediately light appears. Darkness must vanish. You see, when you enter a dark room, no amount of jumping or even screaming will move the darkness away. All you have to do is to do what? Switch the lights on. Immediately light appears, darkness vanishes. Darkness becomes dormant. Darkness becomes ineffective. In fact, darkness becomes redundant. It loses its grip of fear. It loses its grips of invisibility. It loses its grips of troubles. It loses its grips of disturbance. So in our 2023 Christmas convention where Christ Jesus is projected as the light of the world. In fact, all you need to do over this period of time is to switch Jesus on. And every darkness will disappear. How many of us are ready to switch Jesus on? Once Jesus is switched on, every darkness must disappear. Let darkness disappear in the name of Jesus. Let the darkness of pain disappear in the name of Jesus. The darkness of diseases disappear in the name of Jesus. The darkness of deceit disappear in the name of Jesus. The darkness of failures must disappear in the name of Jesus. The darkness of sin must disappear in the name of Jesus. In fact, darkness of barrenness will disappear over this period in the name of Jesus. 
darkness, darkness, darkness. Once we switch on the light of Jesus, darkness must give away. Is somebody ready for the season? Christmas convention 2023. We announce to you that Jesus is the light of the world. Therefore, all darkness must give way now in the name of Jesus. All you have to do, my dear brothers and sisters, all we have to do in the midst of darkness is to switch on the lights of the world. His name is Jesus. Let's call on the light. His name is Jesus. He's the source of light. Once he comes, all darkness must vanish. All troubles must give way. Every chain must be broken. Today we announce the light of the world as Jesus. At the mention of the name Jesus, every knee bows and every tongue confesses that he is Lord because wherever there is darkness, all you need to do, brothers and sisters, is just to touch the switch, press it on. No matter how thick the darkness was, it must give way. How many of us are ready to call on Jesus? Let's lift up our voices and call on Jesus to deal with all situations over this period, to deal with all burdens over this period, to break the chain of sin over this period. In the name of Jesus, Sakabando Boshe, Ribillian Toyolobo Kabahandaya, Leblen to call on Jesus, ask him to shine on you, ask him to shine on every situation, ask him to shine on all troubles. Ask him to shine on all burdens. Ask him to shine on all diseases. Ask him to shine on all challenges. Ask him to shine on all chains. In the name of Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. Switch on Jesus tonight. It's our first night of our 2023 convention at PIWC Accra here in Kokoblewe. Call on Jesus. Let him shine of our situations. Ima bato ya branta baleka shabahaya. Rabanto ya lobo sheke babandaya. As we switch on to Jesus, diseases must give way. That is rolled away because the source of the light is Jesus. Ramakasaka bahanda. Ribriyan choyo lobo handa. Ribriyan de ya lobo kashanda ya lobo kata. Ribriyan choyo lobo sha. Ribriyan bahanda. Blasha we pray. In the name of Jesus. Father, over this short period, you've drawn our heart to understand that all that darkness is scared of is light. Yes, Lord. For it could not, it could not overcome you as a source of light. Yes, Lord. Therefore, at this convention, we announce total defeat over darkness. In the name of Jesus. At this convention, we announce total defeat over darkness. In the name of Jesus. If anyone walked in with any disease, the seed of darkness, the outcome of darkness. In the name of Jesus. Let the light of our Lord Jesus shine over there, Lord. Shine into the inner cells. Shine into the inner cells of individuals of God. Work on them in the name of Jesus. Work on the mind, work on the heart in the name of Jesus. Draw all unto yourself in the name of Jesus. For wherever light is, darkness cannot stand. We give you praise for starting so well with us. We bless you in Jesus' name. Let's shout a big amen to that. Amen. Right, so dear ones, let's walk slowly. It's just going to be a very short exhortation, but please stay with the word of God. Let's walk through scripture a bit. Let's go to our theme test, John chapter 8, verse 12. 
John 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke, I'm using the NIV once. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Very soon you will see where he made this statement and its significance to our time now. But earlier on, on top of his voice, he had told the people to come unto him if they test at the festival of the tabernacles. And here too, he's saying that I am the light of the world. Jesus is speaking boldly, emphatically declaring his status as I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Dear ones, darkness is used metaphorically in scripture. Maybe just a few points to represent formlessness and emptiness. We are starting with darkness. We will move on to light and we will now move into the context of the scripture. Then we will conclude. Darkness, as said metaphorically, is used in scripture to represent formlessness, something without form, and also emptiness, something that is void, something not containing much, something not having any resource in it. So formlessness and emptiness are associated with darkness. If you look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, the author says, now the earth was formless. The word of God says, now the earth was formless and empty. Now look at the continuing phrase. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So you see that the qualifying description or association with formlessness or emptiness or void is darkness. Because he begins by saying that the earth was formless without form. It was also empty. Then he denotes that with darkness was over the surface of the earth. So a world without focus can be described as being dark. Life without focus can be described as being dark. A person without hope is described as being in a dark world. A person lacking direction or clarity of purpose is described as being in a dark area. Another way of seeing darkness is death. Death. When somebody passes on, a loved one can say death or darkness has come upon me. When people are spiritually dead, dead, darkness is also over them. But now let's look at Matthew chapter 4 verse 16. Matthew chapter 4, <laughs> when Jesus appeared over there, look at the inside, the Matthew chapter 4, verse 16. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. The people, please remember how the scripture has been laid out. The people living where? In darkness have seen a great light. Then he continues to expand that statement. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. It means that darkness is representing a land full of the shadow of death. 
I love these biblical descriptions. You know how the other time David was also saying that even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, one time I explained over here that the thing we are actually battling with is a shadow, not the reality. Because the reality has been disarmed of its power. Christ Jesus' victory reigns over the life of the believer. It is only a shadow. I remember stating one time that the shadow of a lion cannot swallow, cannot bite, cannot devour, cannot kill. It can only bark. You will see a shadow of it. But the reality has been consumed by our Lord and Master Jesus. This is the state of the believer. Death is a kind of darkness that comes upon the individual. So the second thing, the first one, remember we said formlessness and emptiness. The second one, death. You can write Psalm 88, 11 to 12. We wouldn't read that, but just for further reading, Psalm 88, 11 to 12. Then we can also use evil and wickedness. Evil and wickedness to represent darkness. Proverbs 2, 13 to 14. Proverbs 2, 13 to 14. From those who leave the paths of unrighteousness. Let me take that again. From those who leave the paths of uprightness. To walk in the ways of darkness. From those who leave the paths of uprightness. To walk in the ways of darkness. Who rejoice in doing evil. And delight in the perversity of the wicked. He was describing a kind of darkness over there. And he's using those who do evil and are wicked. In fact, if you extend out to John chapter 3 verse 19, you can write these scriptures as we open our convention. This is the judgment, John 3, 19 to 20. That the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light. For their deeds were evil. So darkness associated with evil doing. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. So, evil and wickedness are associated with darkness. You may also write the works of the flesh associated with darkness. The works of the flesh. I will mention a few points, then we carry on. Shame is also associated with darkness. Sometimes in our lives, you can feel very ashamed. Fear. And sadness can surround you and it is a moment of darkness. Let us take note that in moments like that, it can be described, it can be described as seasons of darkness. Darkness is also often likened to sin and its consequences. Sin of all grades and their consequences are associated with darkness. You can write John chapter 3, again 19 to 20 for that aspect. Then maybe... The last one, ignorance of truth. When people lack the knowledge of the truth in the word of God, it can be described as darkness. Second Corinthians 4, verse 4. Poverty, just adding to that, is a form of darkness. Distress, pain, diseases, challenges in life, waywardness, and the inability to accept the gospel, sinfulness, and going astray are all associated with darkness. Are we all on the same page? Let's switch to light now. Light is used to describe many things in the Bible. One thing I quickly want to mention is it did those direction. 
Light gives direction, clarity of path. Let's have a quick look at Exodus 13, 21. Exodus 13, 21. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. And by night, in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. Look at it. By day, the Lord went ahead of them. So he was providing a pathway unto them. He was giving them direction. When you don't know a place and you've been shown a place and there is clarity of the route to the place, light has shown on you. Is that point okay? So it gives direction. Another major thing is knowledge of the word of God and illumination. Light represents knowledge of the word of God and illumination. Illumination, understanding, opening of inner light. So there are people who are visually impaired physically. But spiritually their light is lit and therefore they can see. Because in life we see with the inner light. Before the physical light can truly behold the truth. And this illumination is provided by the light of the word of God. So we talk about knowledge and illumination. Light also represents life. Life. John chapter 1 verse 4. John chapter 1 verse 4. In him was life. Maybe we can focus on that scripture. In him was life. Let's do the reading together, dear ones. In him was what? And that life was? Let's do it again. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. Talking about Jesus, the word. In him was life. Then he is explaining the provider of light to mankind. He says that that life is the light unto mankind. I don't want to sound too mathematical, but it just means that A equal to B. And if B equal to C, then what is A? A equal to C. Don't beat me for that. A equal to B and B equal to C. Therefore, A equal to C. It's the same thing. So in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. So light denotes life, 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 life. Church, I announce to you that this light we are talking about, the source is the life in Christ Jesus. He is able to give that life. Then if you look at Psalm 27 verse 1, light represents God himself. Light represents God himself. The author says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So the Lord is my light. God is our light. And he is our salvation. There are many indicators of the meaning of light in scripture. But let me mention goodness. Just for the sake of time as the last one. Here, I'm sure other speakers will bring other points. Goodness, goodness. Now, please, let's stay focused on Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. Genesis 1, verse 3. Then God said, look at the scripture carefully. Let there 
be what? Let's shout it together. Light. Let there be light. And there was light. Now look at the verse 4. And God saw the light that it was good. So, I mean, if you look at the creation sequence, the first word he said, let there be, was light. And that light that came out of the word, he describes it as good. In other words, the appearance of light brings about goodness. Over this Christmas convention, as the light of the Lord is shining on all of us, let it come with his goodness in all spheres. In the name of Jesus, whatever you've been waiting for, as we announce Jesus Christ as the light of the world, let it accompany with its own goodness, goodness, goodness in all aspects of life. Goodness in health. Goodness in, in finances, goodness in our family life, goodness in our Christian journey, goodness in our job places, goodness in all our outreaches. Let goodness accompany the gospel now in the name of Jesus. And God said it was good. It was good. So you see that we've tried to demonstrate some characteristics of darkness and also light. Now let's move on to a major point, the difference between light and darkness. And I please want you to receive this in your spirit. The main difference between light and darkness is that light has a source. But darkness exists. I will need you to sit up well to understand what the Lord is laying upon our heart. The main difference. I mean, in terms of the characteristics I gave, you can compare and contrast. But one symbolic difference between light and darkness is that Light has a source, but darkness exists. <laughs> Let me explain that. Where did the light we are seeing now come from? Who can help me? Where did it come from? We switched on something and the light came. So light has a source. If you want to extend it, you can extend it, ECG, take it to the Volta River or the thermal plants. And all. But we don't even want to do that. We want to simplify. Every light you see, whether it is in daytime or it is in the nighttime, it has a source. In the daytime, what is the source of light? The sun. In the dark, when you see light, either a torch is thrown or electricity, a switch has been plugged. But now when we put this light off, what would we see? Where is the switch of darkness? It exists. Hello. Do you get it? We don't switch darkness on. Darkness exists. But for light, you must switch him on to overcome darkness. That is why if someone misses Christ Jesus who is the light of the world, his life is in total darkness because darkness exists. You don't switch darkness on. It exists. But for light, you must switch him on. I throw Jesus unto everyone who hasn't got him because he's a switch unto illumination. He's a switch unto life. Otherwise, you will walk in darkness. You will walk in darkness. To lighten up a place, you need a source. Touch light. I've got their batteries. Light in a room from electricity. And this is why Jesus will announce in John chapter 8, verse 12, our team test, he said, I am the light of the world. 
The reason is that darkness exists in the world. You don't switch him on. Of course, we can trace its roots to Satan. We can trace its root to sin. We can trace its root to the fallen human being, fallen creation and all that. But after the fall, you don't do anything to bring darkness. It exists. We don't teach people how to sin. Sin is part of the human nature. So darkness exists, as I'm trying to explain. Anytime you put light off, you have invited darkness in. This is why Jesus in us must be sharp. This is why the presence of Jesus in us must be brighter than the darkness around us. So that the world will see through us. Because we also have become the light of the world. We inherited the attributes of darkness. So pain exists whether you like it or not. Whether you cause it or not, someone can cause you pain. You don't always have to work out your own pains. Of course, our decisions can bring pains to us. But there are instances with no cause of us, with nothing to do with us. Pain just come. Just imagine being a citizen of Ukraine. You are not part of the army. But something can happen and now you have to find a way to escape. Just being a citizen of Israel, Hamas. Something can happen. Something can happen. So we don't always introduce pain. But they exist. Darkness exists after the fall. Diseases. Friends, there is somebody who... I think chairman gave this illustration and I could link myself to that. I know someone who was exercising more than other people. I knew they were not exercising. But the disease that came upon that person, I asked a simple question that upon all the exercises, why would the person have this disease? It is only to tell us that this body is deteriorating. It has inherited darkness. It takes the light of Jesus to overcome the darkness in the body. We don't always create diseases. They come. No matter how good we take care of ourselves. One day the body gives way. And once it gives way, it means that it has fallen prey or been weakened by the power of sickness or disease or death. We don't create that all the time. Of course, our decisions must be guided carefully. But the point I'm trying to make is that darkness exists. There are crimes that we don't create. There are robbers who attack and it's not as if anyone has invited them. One time ministering somewhere as a pastor over there, I was invited to bury a young man, a man who had been shot. And friends, when I got there, I wept with the family. But at the burial ground, I was very interested whether this guy was part of the gang. And from all sources, very reliable, he was a mistaken identity. They were chasing a colleague of theirs who has squandered their money. And they were drug dealers and they wanted to kill him. And this guy was standing. In fact, it was a sad moment. He had just opened their door like that, just saying bye-bye to the man because he was going out to do something. And the gun went through the door, hit him direct, and the bullet passed through and fell on the ground. It nearly hit the man too. Did he invite a crime? He didn't. But crime exists. Wickedness exists. So we don't create darkness. They exist because this world is falling. And the consequences and the burdens of it. The atrocities. I mean, come to think of it. How can human beings 
constructs one of the tallest buildings, but overnight, as a result of war, throw bombs just to collapse this heavily invested infrastructure, pull it down. Then one day in history, they will come back to construct it. Isn't this a wicked and a dark world? How can people just go and capture individuals, kill them? Without thinking about it, that some of them are nursing mothers, some of them are pregnant women, men who, who have nothing to do with it. In your own family, in my own family, we can see traces of this here and there and across the world. So darkness exists. We indeed live in a dark world. That is the major point I'm trying to say in comparing darkness and light. We need to know the remote cause of Satan and the fallen man and his onward effect on creation. But the main point, again, friends, is darkness exists. So we do not learn to be sinful or wicked. It comes. It does come. You don't need to invite Satan in. <laughs> because he's described as the prince of the world. So constant. There's a constant feed of his nature into this fallen world. That is why if a nation does not put together systems, if a family does not put together systems and allow things just to work anyhow, it will be chaotic and it will disturb. If you do not put in security systems, the natural effect of the world is to cause people to steal. Therefore, you rather must put in systems to stop these things from happening because the natural state of the world is darkness. Is that point okay? I may be overstressing it, but I think it's very important because sometimes I feel we live our life as if things will be okay automatically. No. You've got to switch the light on. You've got to switch the light on. Otherwise, darkness will take over. Now, please, as I wrap up, listen to this carefully. The light has a source. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. So who is the source of our light? Jesus. Now let's come to the context of the scripture. Then we pray. Now the people of God, dear ones, had been in darkness for ages in Egypt. And now, through the deliverance of the hand of God, Moses leading them, they are going to their promised land. They were on their way to their promised home. Just as Christians, we are on our way to our promised home. And to all who believe in the name Jesus, there is a better place for us that we are journeying to. But by the time you get to Exodus 13, 21, where we read, by day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. And now listen to this carefully, dear ones. And by night in a pillar of fire, to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. God appeared to them in the night in a pillar of fire. To give them light. So that they can benefit from all the attributes of life we have described earlier on. So that they can have illumination. They can have visibility. They can have sight. Even in the midst of darkness. But remember the objective. So that... They could travel by day or night. By the way, dear ones, to reach our destination, we must be able to travel day and night. You didn't catch that. To reach our destination, we must be able to travel day and night. But it would take the pillar of fire to illuminate our path when there is darkness. Otherwise, you will be blocked. Your progress will be stopped. Because darkness exists. 
You need the pillar of fire to carry you through when there is darkness so that you have the ability to travel both day and night. We need God to be with us when we are vigilant. It's our daytime. But when we are weak, it's our nighttime. But if you have the pillar of fire, when you are weak, he rises to your care. He protects you and he guides you. Otherwise, we have to stay awake 24-7. But when I sleep, I sleep in the Lord. Because he will guide and watch over my night. Because he's a pillar of fire. There must be the constant pillar of fire to provide lights for believers on our pathway. Because the world is dark. And to all who are in the world, looking at the characteristics of the world, as I mentioned to you, truly there is darkness. But I announce to you, Jesus, who is the light of the world, he is able to provide sight even in the darkness, the thickest of it, of the world. So now remember, God delivered Israel from the bondage in Egypt. We get into the scripture carefully. The Jews were to remember God's provision during the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. When God tabernacled, what that means is that what, how God dwelt among them. They were to remember. So, it became a festival of recognition. How God tabernacled or dwelt among the Israelites on their way on the, in the wilderness. So this was the festival called the Festival of Tabernacles. When it was due, the brothers of Jesus invited him that, come on, let's go. Jesus said he wasn't going. To Jesus, that festival was all about him. Therefore, if he ever went there, then he must link the festival to who he really is. So you see, the whole journey starts in John chapter 7. In fact, a certain part of chapter 7 up to the beginning of chapter 8, you will see that some manuscripts have omitted that. That is another topic. But now, in John chapter 7, if you follow the sequence, you will see that now the festival is on. Jesus comes. Then, he is trying to link them to how their fathers were tested because that whole festival of tabernacle is to mark the sequence, the events during the 40 years. How God dwelt with them. And these people were thirsty at some point in time. And water came gushing out of the rock. This is why you will see Jesus shouting on top of his voice on the last day of the festival. In verse 37 of John 7. Saying that if anyone tests. You know what he was saying. He was linking them to the rock that gave them water. Saying that that rock is me Jesus. I gave your forefathers water in the wilderness. I am here now to give you fresh water. Whoever tells, come to me. He carries on to say that, let him come to me and drink. Your fathers drank from that rock. But the real Jesus is in your midst. Is anyone thirsty in life? Is anyone in pain in life? Is anyone wondering? Is anyone looking for direction? Is anyone looking for something great? He says, come and drink. Come and drink. So you see that he has linked it to their journey in the wilderness. So it's to say that remember how your fathers were thirsty. I provided water. But the real water of life, Jesus. He is saying that I am here. So our team test, my dear ones, is taken from a statement he gave during this festival. It's a continuation. 
So it was at this festival, then he came to the temple. Look at John chapter 8 verse 20. John chapter 8 verse 20. John 8 20 says that these words Jesus spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple. Remember in the verse 12 is our theme. And now John is describing to us where Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And he says in verse 20 that these words, Jesus spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple. And no one laid hands on him for his hour had not yet come. Why would John explain to us the place Jesus made this proclamation? You will understand it by, just by understanding the construction of the temple. Where the treasury was, friends, was where their offerings were kept. Around that area, they had the golden lampstands. You know that the temple was located at the highest place, at least, from how Jesus was tempted and taken to the temple. You know where the temple was located if you haven't been to Israel before. Just by that description, you should know that it was located at a very high place. And now in the treasury, there are the lampstands. And what they do during the festival of tabernacle, if you look at the account, is that they light these golden lampstands. And because they are far up, it projects its light onto the whole city so that the Israelites will remember that God was a pillar of fire who led them during the night. It was at this place, this is why John is saying that it was at the treasury. So there was the physical lamp lit, projected, and now Jesus stands there. Then he tells them that I am the light of the world. Maybe he should have said, I am the light of the Jews. Because those days he was, the light protected and provided direction for which group of people? The Israelites, the Jews. But what did he say? I am the light of who? The world. It was darkness to the Egyptians, but now, look at how he continues it. Whoever, whoever, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. The first light that appeared in the pillar, as in the form of a pillar of fire, was to provide direction, clarity, was to provide protection, was to show the difference between the Israelites and also the Egyptians. Because at some point there was darkness among the Egyptians, but there was visibility, light among the Israelites. But look at the words of Jesus carefully where our dear apostle gave us. He says, I am the light of the world. Then now he didn't limit it to the Israelites. I've underlined in my notes, he says, whoever, whoever follows me. In other words, the God of the Israelites has also become our God. Whoever believes in him, light will be provided unto him. Wherever you are, whoever believes in Jesus, light will be provided unto you. That is why he stood in that symbolic representation of the pillar of fire, the golden lampstands, and now announces that, look, you guys thought and, and, and thought inward, but here I am. I am the light of the world. Everyone, all are welcome. 
Wherever you can hear our voice on this precious day of the Lord, all are welcome because Jesus has become the light of the world. And he said, whoever, whoever, let the Ashantis come, whoever. Let the Krobos come, whoever. Let the Japanese come, whoever. Let the Chinese come, whoever. Let the Americans come, whoever. Let the Palestinians come, whoever. Let the Ukrainians and Russians come. He has become the God of the world, the light of the world. In saying this, if you're a child of covenant, then he's right here with you. He will illuminate your path. He will illuminate your path. Now the one we could have called the God of Israel has become our God too. In this dark world of sin, he introduces himself as the light. Let me end with what the pillar of fire did in the form of the light. It provided light, what the pillar of fire did. It provided light for their pathway in a world of darkness. This is who Jesus has become to all believers, dear ones. There are two groups of people, those who have believed in Jesus and those who are yet to believe. In Jesus. To those who have believed in Jesus, Jesus provides lights on our pathways. For those who are yet to come, I invite you because He's able to provide a light onto your pathway. You can see well whilst others are not seeing. Please take note of that. You can see and have a better understanding of life whilst others think life is meaningless. So if you are out there and you think life is meaningless, it's just because you have not found a light. Because when Jesus comes in, he provides meaning to life. I encourage you, don't take your life. This is not your end. Your end has not come. When Jesus comes in, he will provide meaning for you. Sister, you may have tried many times. Brother, you may have even given up. But I speak about Jesus who has become the light of the world. He provides meaning to life. He provides meaning to life. You will have insights into projects. Insight into marriage. Insight into child nurturing. The other thing is that in a pillar of fire, they had an edge to travel day and night. I've already mentioned that. Day and night travel is essential for reaching your destination. In moments when you are conscious and alert, great. But there are times we are unconscious and our moments are down. When we are alert and when we are not alert, he provides protection. He guides us even in our mistakes. By his mercies, he reaches out to us. This is day and night travel. You have been ushered into that life. Yours tonight is to grab it. Yours tonight is to take advantage of it. Yours tonight is to say that I am a child of God. This is my portion. The other thing about the pillar of light is it separated them from the Egyptians. Friends, when you believe in Jesus, you are separated from the world. We have the seal of God upon us. And the Lord knows that we are his. Your security becomes his interest. Your progress becomes his concern. God is interested in your progress more than what you think. He has signed up unto himself to adopt you as his child. And he wants to see your progress. Sister, your marriage is of interest to God more than what you think. Your childbearing is of more interest to God than what you think. Your education, your scholarship, your next level, your career, your business, every aspect of your life, your health is interesting to God because he has chosen you as his child. He came between the Israelites and the Egyptians. That's in Exodus 14, 20. Then the pillar of fire in the form of light gave them the assurance that God was with them. Can you imagine? 
you are in the wilderness without hope. But there is somebody who has appeared as a pillar of fire. Would that not melt your fears away? Would that not take your shame away? If you focus on him, you know that he's right in your camp. Jesus is right in our camp. And his light will provide illumination and insight unto us. And the last one is, he gave them warmth or heat from the cold of the earth. This is just extracted from the fact that if there is fire, of course, heat is produced. The cold of life can make you sick. The cold of life can make you troubled. The cold of life can make you disturbed. The cold of life can let you run away from destiny. But there is the one who appeared as a pillar of fire. He stood among it in the tabernacle and told the people that I am the light of the world. Who wants to receive this light wherever you are? Who wants to come to this Jesus? And I throw this hand of invitation to you. This world is dark, but there is someone who can provide light. His name is Jesus. If you are here, you have not confessed unto him that he is your Lord and personal Savior. He is going to shine around you. He is going to be resident in your life. And your whole life will turn around. Because in the midst of darkness, you will still shine. There is still darkness. But because there is light, we can see each other. The darkness may not go. But if Jesus comes into you, he overcomes every darkness, every curse, every pain, every trouble. No matter your background, I present Jesus to you. Whoever will come, he is going to be the light unto the person. Who wants to accept Jesus? Come to Jesus. He is the light of the world. In the dark world of sicknesses, diseases, and pain. In the dark world of disappointment. In the dark world of shame. I present unto you the one who is able to give hope. And the one who is able to give life. His life brings about life. Come to Jesus. Who wants to come to Jesus? This Jesus is the light of the world. If you are lost, you are missing, you have no hope, you have no direction. He will lead you to the place of destiny like he led the Israelites onto the promised land. Say these words boldly after me wherever you are. If you want to accept Jesus, if you want to invite him into your life. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. You came to die because of my sins. And you resurrected for my justification. This day, I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I will serve you the rest of my life. So help me God. So help me God. Let all believers shout a big amen. Wherever you are and you have prayed this prayer, it means that Jesus has also become your light. He will hold you with his righteous hand and direct you through the path of life. Welcome to the kingdom of believers. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the people of God. We have authority as having Jesus in us yes, to expel every darkness. Yes, to speak to darkness to give way. Yes, we have authority to declare and light will come in the name of Jesus. Let light come upon that disease. Let light come upon that sickness. Let light come upon that failure. Let that light come upon that stress. Let light come upon that job, upon that family, upon that promotion. In the name of Jesus. Pray and call on Jesus to throw his light over all situations. Rule masoba haya, imai kabahaya tos. Lebra sopalo she, masepepepepepepen. 
Jesus. Jesus, you are the light of the world. When you shine, darkness vanishes. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. In this world of darkness, Lord, let there be light. Lord, let there be light. In the name of Jesus. So that we can travel by day and we can travel by night. So that we can travel by day and we can travel by night. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So that there will be visibility in the land of darkness, in the land of pain, in the land of diseases, in the land of barrenness, in the land of trouble. Let your light shine. 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 I am a so Kabahanda. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus as light. Therefore, as I speak now, yes. if there is any darkness anywhere, yes. give way to the light of Jesus. Jesus. Give way to the life of Jesus. For the life gives light. If you have been deceived in years past, let the light bring understanding and illumination. In Jesus' name. Let that disease give way. Receive life. In the name of Jesus, receive life. In Jesus' name. Let the light of God, Jesus, shine on all situations. May this light showcase you. Showcase you, showcase you to the next level in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's shout a big amen to that. Amen.